Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic this week, process. What makes process good? What makes the process bad? Kevin, you added to the list of you know topics to cover, you added process, which at the beginning was like, I'm not really sure what to say on this, but uh, as my company is growing, uh, process, like we're starting to think about introducing process and all, so I don't want to like jump ahead, but it was a very opportune topic for me, so... What about process? <laughs> yeah, I think that's an interesting one, right? Um, because, I mean, we've probably all been in a situation where you're like, you're doing something, whether you're a designer or a developer or doing something else. We're um, like, this is broken. <laughs> like, we can do the job, but it would be so much easier if there was like a standard way that people just did things or that like maybe you... Um, release a product and shit hit the fan, <laughs> right? And like, shit, this must never happen again. And like, we need a process for this, hmm. right? And, and I feel like that's where most of these processes start. Um, like, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Like, is that like a fair, fair assumption? I think that that's probably the most common. Like, people introduce process when things are going south you know right um although i've been at companies where it was the other way around we started with a lot of processes in place mm. which were which was a bad thing and maybe we can cover that later but yeah, yeah i do wonder though like do these places start with process the same way that like basically in traditional school i feel like you start with like Let's learn everything about everything. <laughs> like, let's learn all the rules and then we'll figure out how to apply them. Um, but I feel like most companies probably start with a problem. Because otherwise, like, where would you do anything? Like, it doesn't make sense to have process for, for tons of things when you're like one person just starting a company, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I think it's my, it's where I am right now. <laughs> right. Um, still a very small startup. Uh, and I, I think I've, briefly mentioned in previous shows like some of the changes i think there was one where we talked about like agile or scrum or whatever mm -hmm. and some of those uh, planning and sprint planning and stuff so we are we we have been introducing a lot of process in our company but still like if we go at the macro level i am a designer in right now we're like we're two designers on the product side of things um so we're still very small um, but I, I am feeling already like in some places I would welcome some kind of process. Right. Yeah. So I, I guess like one thing we should talk about is like what, like what kind of processes are, are we talking about? Um, so I'd say probably the most obvious one for us is the design process, right? Mm -hmm. So like say you started a new project, what do you do? Um, so that can mean like kickoffs, like doing design sprints, 
what should your exploration phase look like? Um, like, I don't know, do you do wireframing or, or paper sketches? Like, how do you gather that feedback? Um, what are like the different stages of the project where um, you do ask for that feedback? Do you have reviews with stakeholders? All that stuff uh, like can be part of your process. Uh, but that's not all, right? Like there's hiring processes, there's mm -hmm. um, like tons of things, like how, do, like processes around how you ship code, uh, how like, I don't know, experiments might work, mm -hmm. right? Um, so it's all sorts of things. It, and like there can't, like there's even like um, evacuation processes, like uh, <laughs> if there is like a fire alarm or something like that, right? So process i'm using process like at a very large mm -hmm. um like the very large definition of it not just like okay what is our design process as as designers well there's no fire alarm process for me because i work from home and no one cares what fire. <laughs> i care i'm sure there is one somewhere i'm just kidding i don't have yeah i don't have any process like i I try to talk to my cat and say, hey, Zoe, um, when there's a fire, this is the things you need to follow. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, but it's, it's we, very well, interesting. We recently did a fire drill, so that's why that's, that's fresh in my mind. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, How do the cats do? Anyway, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned the, like, all of those. Uh, I don't know if you follow in a particular order, but, like, right now, a couple hours before we hit record, we were just introducing a new process um to our code reviews and it's something that we have been doing like organically but without any process really in place right. um and so right now on github we use github for everything pretty, pretty much uh we created like uh, you know how you can create teams inside an organization mm -hmm. so we created the product team and inside a product team you have the product design team and product like engineering team um and all of this, <laughs> we put this in place so that when there's a new PR and it's ready to review and to merge, um, whoever created the PR uh, adds as a reviewer, it can add the product design team and the product engineering team, mm -hmm. which means for a PR to be merged, you know, at least one designer and one engineer have to, you know, get their eyes on it and, and right. give it a thumbs up. Yeah. Um, so we were doing this like, hey, you know, Rafa, what do you think of this? Is this okay? Or hey, someone, is that fine? But we just put this in place. So we have a process. Yeah. And I think that's a, a good example of how like processes can start. Um, it, it, like processes can be a way to codify something that you're, you've already been doing, doing like just because it mm -hmm. makes sense. <laughs> um, and, and like a great benefit of that is if it's like, either written down or like it becomes like an actual process well it, it then it's much easier to onboard new people right because you can have yeah. anyone join on a team and you're like okay like let me let us like either sit down or like read this document uh which explains you like okay whenever you do an epr you need to ping these types of people and that way we make sure that like there's always a good amount of reviews that are being done and i think that's when a process is born right because if it's like this is like an unspoken rule, like you kind of know, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> right. never really like documented this as a thing or like, 
you know, is available somewhere to someone outside of the group to follow and understand. If it's something that's just like me and you, we kind of agreed on this, uh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> that for me is not a process. Like it has to be documented somewhere and it has to have like some kind of rules that you need to follow. Because again, like uh, all of these processes, like you mentioned, they probably started organically. You just started doing things a certain way. Um, and when it becomes unmanageable, you kind of need to formalize and, you know, uh, write it down somewhere so it can become a process. At least that's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that's useful about, about processes is um, that... It, they basically are ways to uh, make it more accessible and more approachable to like different people. Um, so for example, um, I host a lot of events uh, in our Montreal office, right? Uh, and I host meetups and like bring in speakers and stuff like that. Uh, and I like noticed that more and more people wanted to start doing that, which is awesome. But it's like the learning curve is a bit steep. So I've actually like started working on a document to sort of help people um, like navigate that whole process of, okay, like you have this idea for an event. Here's like the different people you have to talk to, the different like if you want to have alcohol, you need a permit. If you have like X amount of people, then like you need to like book this time in advance because we need mm -hmm. to like make sure that the space is available and so on and so forth. Um, so like creating a process is also a, a good way to um, just make something that requires a lot of like mental energy to kind of like have to keep everything in your brain that has to be done and have it right there on paper so that like technically it's at, like just as easy as like checking like the, the items off the list and you don't mm -hmm. have to like think about oh like what would be the best best thing to do here it's like no 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 you don't even have to do that you can just follow the list and you know you'll be all right so it frees up like space and processing power in your brain to focus on other things which is a good thing that's a good point um any other like kind of advantages that that a process has um i'd probably say that it's it brings consistency. Mm -hmm. So like without a process, people might be doing the, the right thing, uh, except that one time. <laughs> uh, and that's always that one time where things go wrong. Um, so if you have more of a standard process in place, then it's a lot easier to, to make sure that things get done the right way every time, uh, rather than have that like randomness that's kind of, inherent to just people doing things whenever they want to and however they want um yeah anything else i think it's it also helps on uh now more on the context of a team um if you have a process in place uh like like expectations are also in check yeah uh, you know if you have like a product design process in you are right now on the like wireframing phase if that is a thing in place that people know and can expect and rely on like you, you know the rest of your team um have, have a good sense of where you are in the process right if you're wireframing i'm not gonna look at colors and stuff right now right um and also like you can manage expectations as to you know where you are what kind of things are you focusing on right now and what kind of feedback can i give you on which you know goes hand in hand with uh 
couple shows ago. Feedback. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that makes me think of um, a part of Creativity Inc. I don't know if you read it. Uh, uh, I never finished that book. And oh I my gosh, it's why. so good. You, sh- you should finish uh, it. Um, I, I know. Here's, here's my uh, quick aside. If I, it turns out if I'm reading a book on my iPhone, I'm not going to finish it. Uh, I, just, I just found out. <laughs> so where do you read your books then? Um, now, because I don't have an iPad, I, I, I don't want to say it out loud because I'm a bit ashamed. I buy like paper books. It's a, what you mean, like, like physic- actual books made out of, made yeah. out of trees? It's so weird, dude. They smell funny. What? Yeah, like paper or whatever. It's not the Dropbox wait, wait, wait. paper. So, it's like- so you're telling me that someone sits down at their computer, they like write out the words. Then they print one copy <laughs> specifically for you. Then they mail it to your house. Then you open it. And rather than looking at your screen, which can show any kind of information, you actually have to look at these pages and like have some sort of light to be able to read those words. Yeah. And make sure not, not to get it wet paper. or like, like break it. Anyway, this should be our whole... New topic. Anyway, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Going back. Oh, that, that's why I never finished Creative Hink. Uh, Creativity Hink. Because uh, I had it on my phone. Because I right. bought it on like, iBooks. Because it's then. so much more convenient when you have to like carry this thing around. But it's my phone. It's <laughs> that doesn't fit in your pockets. <laughs> anyway, I'm just making it. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so one thing that they say in Creativity Inc. Uh, is they have this like kind of sentence that stuck with me, which is like, trust the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what they mean by that is it can be scary at times when like, say you're starting this, this project and you're like, okay, like nothing's working. Like this is a really challenging problem. Like we don't really know where the end is going to be, but if you have that process in place and you know that it's a solid process that has worked in the past multiple times, you can sort of fall back on that process and be like, you know what? If I follow this process, I know I'm going to get to a solid result, right? So I know that at this stage, it it ties back to your like expectations point, which is Mm -hmm. if I follow this, I know that at this stage, it's this is normal. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so it just like makes it better, right? Like (laughs) it's so much better when you're not like constantly second guessing yourself that you're not doing the right thing. So I think we should... Also, uh, explore like when is a process a bad thing? Okay, so I <laughs> basically like everything that we've talked about was sort of the build up to what I actually want to talk about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sneaky. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like the best discussions happen when you can sort of argue the pros and the cons for something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I view process very much in the same way that I see um, disruption. So, yeah, I know it's like slightly confusing. Let me explain. So, um, like you're you're familiar with the like disruption theory, right? Mm, Enlighten me. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yes, but for our listeners. Yeah, I'll just do an aside with like about... um, like disruption. Um, mm-hmm. So the idea about disruption is that basically it starts off with 
um, a company that's already well established, uh, an incumbent, for example. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe one example that we can take is uh, Blockbuster, <laughs> everyone's favorite example. Oh, um, okay. So no, but Blockbuster so was going. huge, like mm-hmm. massive company making tons of profit. Um, so they're at like the peak of their success. They're making tons of money. Uh, things are going really well for them. People are like now, I don't, I don't know, I guess like they're buying uh, DVDs or, or not buying, I guess they're renting uh, DVDs or maybe even Blu-rays that are like more expensive for some reason or whatever. Um, like, oh, everything's going great, right? So all of a sudden there's this like competition, right? That is Netflix. And, and all of a sudden... Blockbuster has to make a choice. Like th- there's this Netflix thing, which is not as good because it doesn't have the the same selection that we do. It's uh, it has like older movies. Um, it's also cheaper, uh, but the quality is not great, right? Because you're streaming over the internet. Um, but we have a choice. Do we like change our business model to go and compete with this this company who? by the way, makes way less money than, than we do, have smaller margins? Or do we double down on our current way of doing things? Which is like, hey, like let's open up like bigger stores, right? And have have more of them. Cause basically like that makes us more money. Like the more uh stores we open and like the I don't know, like the more like we, we add maybe po- we sell popcorn and we sell like other things in in those stores the more money we make right and the the twist there is that like we know what's happening right in the case of netflix we know you're gonna go out of business because nobody wants to to go and get an actual dvd uh and then drive back home to 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 play it everyone's gonna go want to go and watch stuff on netflix but when you're in it basically like if you're a decision maker inside of blockbuster the decision of staying with your business model and doubling down on it is a decision that makes sense because it's going to make you more money it doesn't like you don't have to invest massively in new infrastructures you don't have to like figure out this whole new new area you don't have to like compete on the same level with with this kind of new company that's that's way out there so what is gonna cause your basically like your company to go bankrupt is the decision that makes the most sense and and this is why like disruption happens a lot and it's always kind of shocking to see hey like this company that was doing amazing at like in the time now is worth nothing um so (laughs) that's the end of the the segment on disruption theory um so now if i can apply this to process i think that every single process you add makes sense right for all the reasons that we listed it's going to be more efficient it's going to be easier to onboard people uh it's like people are going to be able to trust the process there's going to be more consistency all of these things are good things and every single one of these processes that you add makes sense on their own. But 
at the end of the day, I'm often scared that the sum of all of them over time just like makes you become this super bureaucratic, slow moving company that that you mentioned at the beginning. Right. That you're like, hey, like I've been in places where it's horrible. We can't get anything done. There's so much process for for doing everything. We're basically a bank like this is awful. And so that's kind of why I'm sort of fascinated about this idea of process and I don't know, I, I've just been like kind of trying to figure out what makes a process a good process for the long term and what makes a bad process, even if technically in the short term, it's a good thing. So what do you think about that? Wow, there's a lot. <laughs> I feel like we just started a whole new topic. Um Last week, when we were discussing this topic and like kind of preparing, um, yeah, you asked this question like, "What makes a process good or bad?" Or bad? Mm. And at the time, I thought, and I think I even told you this: like, I have an answer, and it's super clear to me, and I don't think like there's a big discussion to have because it's kind of simple and pretty straightforward to me. Now that you kind of turned everything on it, oh, like, <laughs> like to me, when I last week, when I was thinking fresh about this, um, my conclusion was that a process is good, it's positive when the thing it's trying to, to accomplish, like it, it, it makes it easier. So, if it's a design process, it will it'll make it easier to design. Uh, if it is a design to review code and all, it'll make it easier to have good and you know insane code reviews and stuff. Um, in a process, to me, it's bad, and I can think of a lot of examples from experience in where this was the case. The process itself makes it harder to accomplish the thing it's processing. Right. <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, maybe not like you alluded to, maybe not at the macro level, like at, um, but like in the whole, in the big picture, in the sum of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, when I think of bad processes, I, I can't like not think about this one, which drove me mad and left a mark on me because still today, that's the one thing I, like, I, I feel like I have some sort of like P, you know, PTSD or something, <laughs> um, which was at one company that I worked at, we were an agency and, and because we're an agency, you know, you are charging our time to clients. You are billing clients for our time. Um, and so we need a way to track our time. I feel like you know where this is going. Um, <laughs> and so we had everyone, and I feel like this was more tailored or initially thought for developers, uh, but it also like by osmosis uh you know crossed over to the designers um but so at the end of every day um you had to go over every single task that you did for the day and assign it you know uh, a couple like a number of hours right worked on this. so so wait at the end of did you say you had yeah. to do this every day yeah wow every single day at the end of the day before you checked out you would have to say as an example, like today I spent uh, one hour and a half wireframing for this client and I spent 
two hours uh, on this meeting and I spent one hour and a half, well, not really, like 45 minutes. You see where this is going. (laughs) Um, Not only is this super hard, uh, it's always, it's also like pretty nerve wracking because you, first, all the hours have to add up to at least A. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you didn't work enough for the day, right? And then your boss is going to say, hey, dude, you didn't work eight hours today. What happened? Right. Um, then you have the extra level of pressure and guilt. Like, I didn't really work three hours on this, but I'm going to build my client three hours. Right? <laughs> yeah. Which, so you can see a like, lot well, of I, stuff I, that goes wrong. I got wrong. a coffee for like half an hour. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I said that this was tailored for developers because developers have tickets that can assign a task to right like i work mm. on this particular ticket or this bug but for designers like i spent the whole day designing right. the ui for this right. is that one task is that like <laughs> anyway there's a lot of room this was terrible and again it left an impression on me because still to this day i think of that as like the the thing you shouldn't do right that was <laughs> yeah. horrible um and, and so that is a good example but it, the to, thing is, oh. there is it's often worth asking, who is this process making things easy for? Because <laughs> I do believe in a, a weird, screwed up way, this process was making things easy for like one person, right? Like, was for it making boss it very easy clients. for your boss to then just yeah. like print that, like email it to the or like send it to the client, and be mm-hmm. like, here, this is how much you owe us, right? <laughs> Yeah, oh, for sure. And so sure. That, that's why I'm not convinced that like, just using does it make things easier is the necessarily the right lens to look at it mm. um, because a process can both make things easier for some and harder for others. But so you could argue that this was a good process for my CEO yeah. and it was a bad process for the ICs and people actually... We're filling this up. Yeah. So can a process be good and bad at the same time, depending on the perspective or who is it for? I I, I guess, yeah. I don't know. Or is this just a bad process from every point of view? Uh, even if it's, you know, it makes uh, my boss's job easier, one could argue that it, it is a bad process still. Yeah. I I feel like it's I don't know. It ties back to this idea which I've been thinking a lot uh which is like solving a problem at the right level of abstraction. Hmm. So like <laughs> it seems like CEO was like okay we need to charge our client like by the hours that that we work on stuff. Therefore now I I'm like I'm stuck with this problem of knowing how much time is spent on what. Uh, and so let's put this process in place so that the employees tell me what the their number of hours was. But like a better way to solve this problem is this whole like charging people by the hour thing is bullshit. Like doesn't work well, right? And that's the like like that's the core problem that you need to solve. Not how do we get like a more accurate hour estimate. Um, so actually, if that person had solved the problem at the right level, then that like you wouldn't even need that process at all, which I guess is like everyone's like best outcome. You're onto something, uh, but it's just 
you need to zoom out a lot to even like like I said, you need to just get to a level of abstraction that then this time tracking problem itself stops matter yeah matter like I don't know in this in this case in this example, I don't know if charging by the hour or by the project like what is best I don't know if you zoom in day to day of your you know your employees yeah I have some opinions but <laughs> <laughs> still I don't know what it was what would be best for the business I I don't have the authority yeah and obviously like to... we're not gonna pretend like we <laughs> right, can't right. make that call here <laughs> I know no um, but I, I know what you mean like you sometimes the process the whole thing you're you're creating process around is is not even a good idea you have to yeah. zoom out and I'm sort of biased for this idea of can we have no process? <laughs> um, and uh, like, so, okay, here's, let me give you one example of sort of something that happened at Shopify uh, and how like we could have very easily just had a process and then figured out a way to not have any process. Um, so it was like pretty early on in Shopify. Um, and this was actually like a, a story that, uh, Toby, our CEO, told us um, that uh, basically when they first started having catering in the first Ottawa office, um, they weren't really set up for that. Like people used to have like just bring in their lunches before. <laughs> uh, and so all of a sudden they had like brought in this this catered lunch. I was like, oh, great. Like, awesome. People won't have to worry about making lunches anymore. Like, amazing. Um, but <laughs> what they realized is that people just started leaving their plates everywhere because <laughs> um, there was no real way, like no real place to put in your, your plates. And it was a lot of people. So like everyone just like dumped everything into the sink, which was like quickly filled and like was just like overflowing with plates everywhere. Uh, and so like people started leaving on tables and, and so an easy quote unquote easy process uh, to do was would be like print like passive aggressive signs to say put your <laughs> your your dishes here <laughs> right or like put your put your plates like in the dishwasher or whatever um mm. which is would would have been fine but there was kind of this fundamental problem with the space in general and that was that there was no obvious place where you should put your things when you were done eating mm. Um, so what they did is they actually redesigned the space so that the, there was this big long area where it was just like a place where you put your 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 dishes and your trays, and it, it sort of shifted the thing where where like it now became easier to just put your stuff at the right place than it was to just like leave it around, because um, mm -hmm. it was like near where the the trash was, so you're like putting stuff in the trash, you just leave your plate there and you're done, right? So that's easier than like kind of going back and forth or like it removes a lot of this awkwardness and there wasn't like any need for any kind of process or like signs or, or anything like that. Um, so I don't know. I like there's something there that, that stuck with me where I feel like good processes kind of make things happen naturally on their own. It's sort of like 
the difference between looking at a river and then like asking it to go a different way versus like digging like a trench <laughs> where like it's gonna flow naturally um and and in a way like that ties into like does it make things easier um but i feel like it also adds this perspective of um like not being sort of an additional thing that you have to follow of just like make the right like make the behavior that you want to encourage very easy make the rest hard so that like mm -hmm. naturally without even having to think about like having a process people just do the right thing that's that's a cool story <laughs> yeah and it's like totally so, uh, like I, it's it's a bit like cliche right like it's and it's probably a simpler problem than a lot of the other reasons of why we do need processes um right. but i find myself going back to this idea and and trying to see like okay how can we apply this to the way that we work right right yeah i i don't think it's going to be hard to pull off something as clean and simple as that mm -hmm. uh, because you know it's a safe assumption to say, well, most, if not all of our, of our, you know, employees eat with a plate and when they're done, they're going to put the plate somewhere and they're probably going to, you know, get up and put the, the, you know, the compost in the, in the trash and stuff. And anyway, um, like <laughs> there's just some, there's a lot of uh, things in common there when you're dealing with something like how people work and think, um, it gets messier. Yeah. So ideally, yeah, the best process is something that everyone just follows naturally or like by instinct. Um, but I don't think that's feasible for a lot of stuff, especially as your team grows. I remember uh, I, I worked at companies in where we had to shift or like we had to change the process a little bit. Or like give it more room, more like wiggle room, because some designers prefer to wireframe before they start, you know, documenting the features. Some prefer the other way around. Some yeah. prefer to start with user research and testing, and some prefer to start with the wireframe and then test it. Anyway, there's there's some wiggle room that really depends on the designer or the you know the person here. And so by by restraining that person to follow a very strict linear path or process it won't be the best you know as beneficial to your team to your product to your whatever um it's interesting like i'm looking for more process right now and not because i guess the reason that i'm looking for more process is just to standardize and, and create this room kind of like i mentioned in the beginning like expectations like right now there's no defined or expected room for like user tests with every single feature mm. or like every project uh, it's something that we do every once in a while right. when we can when we have some time to test things or when we're not super sure about the our solution right but it's not part of a process so there's no dedicated either time and expectation from the, sort of the team that we're going to do that and i would like to have that also i, I think it's very important to start doing things naturally and organically and only like you're not going to apply a process. You're just going to document the thing that you're doing as a process. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like we, uh, a while back we, we changed, 
we created a, some a bigger separation between design and engineering team. And so for this particular project where we were trying a new process and a new way of working, we, the design team, kind of like isolated ourselves for like a week and really worked just, you know, with in our design bubble on this problem and then presented to the engineering team. And that did not go well. That really didn't go well. <laughs> like we are naturally with this team, and I'm not saying that this is the way to go, like by any means. Mm. Um, it's it's very just for this team. We have the product team. We don't have the design team and the engineering team. We have the product. Everyone is a designer and everyone has, well, I'm going to say everyone is an engineer, but almost. <laughs> but like everyone is contributing a lot to the design as well. Everyone is informing and is part of the process and part of the of the work. So for us, when we try to isolate the team, uh, it didn't it didn't go well. So if we started from the beginning by implementing a process that was like, you know, this worked at this other company, or I read online that at Facebook they do it this way, um, it's not a safe bet that that will you know, translate well to your team. So that's why I'm not a super fan of just implementing processes that either, you know, you read somewhere or you 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 brought from a previous experience. Um, I think you should start organically, start with the team, start with, with the people that you have, see how you work. And only then, when things work well and things click, then document that and that becomes your process. Yeah. And I think, like, processes works work best when you have a strong bias against process <laughs> so like try as much as possible to not have a process about any uh, about anything and then like if that really fails and that's really not working then like reluctantly add that process but the, don't jump on process as the first solution to your problems um like uh, and another i feel like another uh, thing that I don't know maybe I don't know if it's a, an advice but thing that in my experience tends to lead to bad process that like I, f I find fairly easy to avoid um, like don't create process for exceptions so mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you'll often have a case where like something goes spectacularly wrong or like someone like really made a bad mistake and if you create the process that just makes it way harder for anyone to do anything because of that one mistake, like you're just penalizing everyone. So like treat those like edge cases or exceptions as exceptions and have your process for things where like it's really painful. Like you're like everyone's going to like really be happy once you introduce it. Uh, and, and just know that every process that you add has a cost to it so it's like it should always be a trade-off if the benefit that you get outweighs the cost then that's probably fine for now <laughs> that's probably a good process um but if not like if it's not worth the cost then you should try some alternative solutions how does that sound that sounds like a wrap all right sounds like a good <laughs> this is a good topic Cool. Awesome. Long yeah, that was a great conversation. I really enjoyed like, this one. Really enjoyed it too. So, yeah.
All right, time for our side dishes. <laughs> side dishes. Yeah, some people liked it. Some people liked the name. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Still not sold on it. Do we have alter- alternative names? Should could, like. Hmm. Okay. If if anyone has like better naming for the for these things, let us know. Could Please be interesting. Do. Like either to switch every show or <laughs> to have a new <laughs> like official uh, name way that we name those segments. Um, so to start off this week's side dish slash side topics slash <laughs> other segments, uh, <laughs> I just have one quick piece of follow-up on last week's show. Uh, we mentioned that, you know, Sketch 47 came out and libraries, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I shared how I was a bit, uh, I was a bit like wary of the migration process and all that. Mm-hmm. Um Still am. Uh, this is a work in progress ongoing, just like a status update uh, that I'm finding super fascinating and I'll probably write something on this. Um, but so I took a couple days uh, off last week because I was in Paris and I want to, you know, uh, take advantage of that beautiful city. <laughs> take advantage of the city. That sounds so wrong. Uh, you know, enjoy the city. <laughs> um and so I had some time to relax, and, and last Sunday I was home, um, and I decided to, um, you know, do you do like tech spring cleaning, but instead of spring, like every month or every couple of months, you do this? What does that mean? So, Like clean up your desktop and stuff? <laughs> yeah, like, like, you know, organize all of your files and stuff and put it in the right place and like Dropbox select- selective sync and get rid of stuff that you don't use anymore and install all the updates and stuff. You know, I do this a lot. I'm going to let you like take a thing. guess on whether or not I do this. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Um, <laughs> Have zero. So I, I do that. I love that. So last <laughs> Sunday, um, I, I installed High Sierra on my iMac. Hi, Sierra. Um, hi. Hello, Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I updated Sketch finally uh, thanks to Abstract. I created a new branch that says like migrating to new Sketch version. Like mm. uh, uh, alert. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that and I started very slowly, very carefully uh, migrating all of my symbols and stuff from Netlify's app to this new library files and stuff. And so. Again, like I mentioned, this is a work in progress. Status update. I'll probably this is probably going to take a while, but I started um, just by you know I took all the icons from my huge, huge, huge. Uh, <laughs> symbols page. I took the icons and you know put it put them in the new library file, and I call like Netlify icons or whatever it's called. Um, that was like the obvious move. Of course, I'm going to have to go through the file and replace every like instead of linking to the symbols page linking to the new library one i'm still not there but what i did was so the 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 structure that i had was like i have one icon and then for each icon i have like a a variant of a different color for example so a green icon and a you know a gold icon or whatever um and what i did was i created a new library file it's just a bunch of colors it's all of our color palette and then for every single icon, the shape of the icon is a mask. And behind the mask is like that symbol that is a color. Meaning that I only have one version of each icon. 
And so when I when I create an instance of it on the icon itself, I can just sh- change like base color and change the color, which is changing one of the symbols of the the color symbol. Does this make sense? Maybe. It's, <laughs> Wait. So you have multiple symbols for like each of your icons for the different colors, and then you can basically just swap that. Uh, no. Either I got the uh, no. I think you got that. That's how I had it before. Oh, okay. Had, like, Wait. What one... did you do now? Now I have a second library file that is oh. only colors. Right. Right. It's like a, a, an artboard for each color. I named it like base color, you know, base with fifty percent opacity, whatever. Okay. The green, the golds, whatever. And then on my icon library file, uh-huh. I only have like one version of each icon mm-hmm. and the icon itself the shape is a mask oh for huh. the color <laughs> right oh, interesting so oh, i have that's smart yeah let's take like an arrow icon <laughs> that i use a lot i only have like one of that icon right so i want to add a symbol i go symbol icons library add in the, the arrow mm-hmm. and then one of the property is the the color um, symbol so i just changed that in the inspector wow. anyway <laughs> this was like awesome yeah, <laughs> i really enjoyed that, this no, that's really cool i'm gonna steal that that's yeah, like please some do. next level please tip. so i i'm still like i don't I've, i don't think this will scale because the goal is to have just like we have in you know in, in code right like you have a variable for the color yeah. and if you change that variable variable it'll change everywhere now the problem with this is that I can already foresee like four texts, yeah. for example. Yeah. I can't have like every text is a mask for <laughs> the color behind it. Like th- this is this will break somewhere. Mm. Uh, but at least I'm like minimizing the places if eventually I want to change the, the color, for example. I'm just trying yeah. to minimize the places where I actually have to go and, and update it. Um, so we'll see how this goes. This is still... It's frustrating, right? Because Sketch is so close. They they have like global document colors or something like that. I forget how they call it. Exactly. They do. Yeah, it's they like, do. Okay, I just want like whenever I double click on this to be able to edit the color and it updates everywhere that I like set it. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. So cool. They do have like the shared styles, but styles is a mask. Styles yeah. is like everything in the inspector. So if you have a shadow, that's part of the same yeah, style. Exactly. If you have a border. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so it's not perfect, but anyway. Um, I still have. The, I, I foresee that this will take a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is only like for icons and colors. I haven't right. gotten the actual nitty gritty like input, like UI, you know, uh, symbols. So anyway, I will update um, the folks here uh, if I find anything interesting, and um, I'll probably write something in the end because this is. I'm loving this. this. is really cool. Yeah, please do. Yeah, that's it. for recommendations <laughs> is that our new theme song <laughs> i guess <laughs> i kind of tried to do it like in the same tone that they do um on jimmy fallon like the um, uh musical impressions <laughs> ah <laughs> anyways maybe I'll anyways watch. i don't watch as much Jimmy Fallon I used to. No, I don't I don't watch like many of the things that he does, but I just like sometimes just happen to catch it on, on YouTube. Like I get mm. you know, like after you finish a video that it just like loads something else right after. Mm. I always mm-hmm. get looped into these. <laughs> I don't 
I saw like one since the week. whole Trump thing, Fallon kind of fell. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's Jimmy Fallon yeah. off the radar. <laughs> hey, yeah. um, so anyway, Jimmy Fallon is not a recommendation. No. Now, Kevin, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you gave your recommendation spot to me because you were like, oh, I'm not really sure yeah. what I should recommend. So. <sighs> I'll take the blame for this. <laughs> I no, don't have fine. any recommendations this week. I haven't done or read anything really. Well, I I did watch um, uh, Baby Driver, but that that was the only mm. thing. So I and I think I stole that recommendation. Like I, that was one of mine. Yeah, yeah, like a while ago. Um, mm. So yeah, I leave the floor to you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll start with the least interesting one. Um, a while back, uh, I was, um, looking around for a good, um, like Safari ad content blocking tracker thing. Um, ever since like on iOS, when that became a thing, like iOS eight or whatever, I was using like, uh, what was I using? Uh, like ad block plus or whatever, whatever unblock or you block or whatever i was in a bunch of them that i read eventually that they I'm all still sucked. using peace <laughs> peace see but that i don't think that's been updated forever well like the, the content like the, the well the yeah. app was deleted from the store <laughs> no not the app because it was using whatever as a backend like, ghost free right oh i also was using ghost free and then i read ghost free sucks because of this and that anyway <laughs> like uh i'm gonna say like a month ago i was looking for good um ad block and content blockers thing for and the thing that i wanted was something for ios and mac and there were a couple of good that they were good on ios but they would, didn't have a mac version or vice versa so i finally found i finally found a good content blocker that it's cross-platform um it's everywhere and it's called Better. <laughs> Unremarkable name. Uh, Better.fyi on the webs. And it's made by um, Laura Callbag and Errol something. Uh, they're pretty cool, a good uh, tech web people. They're great. Uh, so it's like, it's like a family project thingy. And it's really good. And for me, why it's good is because I don't, see it you know <laughs> uh i don't see ads and i don't notice that it's there and also you know it doesn't block things that i kind of need it <laughs> it makes things look weird because that's also something that is kind of bad okay i feel like i need to much. ask a question mm-hmm. would you say that it's better than the other ones oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes i did it <laughs> It's probably better than the other ones, FYI. So better.fyi on the website if you wanna if you wanna try it out. Um it's I don't think it's free. But it's better. But it is it is better. <laughs> Just keep going. Okay. <laughs> um my second recommendation is a book. And it's called Sapiens. And this is this is a pretty popular book. And by the way, a couple, when we revamped, revamped uh, our layout show, uh, I I said to Kevin, like offline, like, hey, now my recommendations, like, I'm not going to recommend stuff that I either haven't finished or like, a, you know, a TV show that I haven't finished or like a book that I'm still reading or something that I bought, but I haven't really tried. I want to do recommendations that are like, I know from start to finish that they are good. Now, 
with that said, <laughs> I haven't finished this book. Um, I'm like a quarter in, so I'm still not even halfway because it's, it's kind of a big book, a long book, but I'm so freaking into it. I'm obsessed with this. Whoa. This is amazing. This is an amazing book. That's very now, high praise. I don't remember where I saw this the first time, but I'm I'm going to say that was Bren's tweets or something. I think I, I pick up on a Twitter convo between someone. Um, and so this is, this is, a, um, these are two books by the same author. The author is Yuval Noah Harari. And so the first book, Sapiens, that's what I'm recommending right now. And the one I'm reading, uh, it's about, uh, the history of mankind, right? Yeah. Um, I've had this book the, recommended to me several times and every time yeah? I just like read a brief history of humankind and I'm like, no, thanks. <laughs> I, I yeah I don't blame you like the topic the description but I feel can like be I, kind of yeah boring. but I feel like I'm misjudging it now. Well yeah I'm gonna say give it a try. Um, so but the second book which I think it was the the hook that I that made me you know start reading these because the second book is is about the future like mm. take whatever we know about humankind the way we think the way we act the way we behave and kind of like either predict or like. You know, just just it's a hypothesize like w- how the, our future is going to be like, right? Which I'm really into. Like, I think it touches like AI is a major theme of this, and you know, space space exploration, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. But right now, I'm I'm still on the like prehistoric ages, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's just amazing. My mind is like blown every time. Like what? every single page, I'm like, oh my man. <laughs> anyway. Um, like just the fact, this is one of the first things that the author touches, just the fact that we as humans, and I'm not going to spoil the book, don't worry, but we as humans, like we are the only species, like human species is just us, the homo sapiens. Um, and like, I don't think there's any other animal in where there's only one species of like, there's a couple there's a lot of species of foxes, right? Or like horses. Um, humans, it's just us. <laughs> it's just a homo sapiens. There's nothing else. And so can you imagine how society, how the world would look like if there's other human species? Like, we're so bad with other races, which we're still the same species. <laughs> like, how would that look like? Like, would God have created human say like homo uh, homo sapiens and whatever other species as well like you know uh in the u s constitution or whatever like in we God created everyone equal like would that include other species like anyway, just a thing to think of um and yeah. also like just how I don't want to get into evolution <laughs> versus like creation theory. <laughs> Yeah, and anyway, I mean, but, uh, it's, it's uh, <laughs> this this by the way, this book touches zero on like religion. Okay. Like this is it's like hard facts science. Right. I mean, um religion is a major topic because it's actually one of the things that separates us from every other mm-hmm. animal. It's the fa- the 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 fact that we can believe and think of things that are that don't exist, mm-hmm. right? That's something that no one no other animal can think of and really perceive um you can't 
say to a monkey, like, hey, give me that banana, and I promise that when you die on your afterlife, you're going to have 70,000 bananas just for you. Like, the monkey's like, dude, wonder no, with, give me that. with these things, like, how can we know for sure? Because like, our, no, like, ability to communicate is fairly limited. <laughs> Like just believe it. It's, like you don't yeah. know. Like maybe they do believe in crazy things, but we just like can't really get them to talk about it mm-hmm. or like communicate mm-hmm. in a way that like we would be able to understand that. There's a lot of studies and things like we can really replicate other animals, like monkeys and stuff. Language because they do have their own language, um, and they communicate. And also a very interesting thing that I just learned is that other animals do have the ability to lie that's not a human thing hmm. um which was fascinating um but anyway um just one last thing just if people are not interested enough this also <laughs> blew my mind um which is the fact that humans jumped on the food chain like from the middle of the food chain to like the top in no second and so nature didn't have time to adapt and create like the checks and balance Because, like, a lion and a shark, they're at the top of the food chain. And nature had time, because this was gradually, like, during millions of years, nature had time to adapt. So as lions were getting stronger and faster, uh, like, antilopes were getting faster as well, you know? Like, they were able to run faster or whatever. Um, Humans were at the middle and basically, they invented fire. It was like, holy shit, we can do whatever. Um, <laughs> and, like the and first nature... version of um, the computer. <laughs> Bicycle for the mind. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so, like, nature didn't have time to adapt. All of a sudden, we were, we were this scared little animal um, <laughs> that, like, from one moment to another, was at the top of the world. And... And also, like, all of these animals, like sharks and lions, they have this this kind of, um, like, authority and confidence. They know that they're at the top of the food chain, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a lion is not like, uh, should I try to kill it? Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able. Like, <laughs> and we humans are like these scared little animals that they have no idea what's going on or, like, anyway, super, super fascinating book. I'm still reading it. Um, so if this sounded interesting at all um give it a shot it's on ibooks like i mentioned before i bought a physical copy <laughs> because i don't know uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right cool and that's it that's our these are our recommendations i think i'll um, finally check it out like i'll i'll start reading I, a couple of chapters and then we'll see if i you're gonna be hooked it. it's not one of those that those books that are like oh you have to read until the fourth chapter oh thank you know, god before it gets yeah. good no just start reading it you're gonna well, like it or not yeah you don't know maybe next week i'll be done like i'll like spend all my time on it boom maybe next week's topic is gonna be this sapiens and humans (laughs) all right um if you want to you know continue the discussion uh maybe on sapiens if you have read it please don't don't spoil it um or you know discussion on process uh do you have a process do you have are you against that process do you have any cool uh, stories that you want to share and um, if you want we could share it next week as well with the rest of the listeners the best place for you to do that is uh, to go to spectrum.chat slash specfm slash layout or there's links in the show notes and uh, you know give us a shout out there 
Um, also, another place that you can do that is on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, uh, you can reach out to us at LayoutFM. Uh, now, I just want to give a couple of shout outs for uh, these listeners that uh, last week they got in touch and shared their stories and, and um, asked questions and um, contributed to the Layout family. And so, <laughs> shout out to Kevin Gutowski, uh, Alex Binder, Thomas Pritchard, uh, Trevor K., and Alexis Morin. Apologies on any mispronunciation on my end. Um, and yeah, you can find the show notes at layout.fm. All the links, the stuff that we mentioned are going to be there. Also, you can see the new redesigned uh, site that's, uh, that Kevin put up together. It looks pretty cool. And that's also you can find like other episodes if you're into that. And lastly, this show is part of Spec FM Network. Uh, we're one big happy family of uh, shows and resources and great people. Um, so if you're looking for another show to listen to or something, um, give it a shot at spec.fm on the webs. And I think that's it. You're getting pretty good at this. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So reading Twitter, uh, did you try to install an uh, inside pool on your apartment or something? Yeah. Uh, turns out it's a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So, so what's let the me deal, start man? from the beginning. Um, mm. So it was, wait, was it last week or maybe even the week before? Um, yeah, This it was, was the on, the, on last week's show notes. So the week before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's just like one random day during the week. Um, and so I get home after work and uh, I get out of the elevator and there's like people on my floor, um, like in the corridor, um, like in the back. I'm like, whatever. I just like keep walking. Uh, and then I get to the door of my apartment and it's open. I'm like, wait. Yeah. What? It's just open. Like, not a lot, just slightly, but it's open. And someone inside? I'm sort of, huh? Is someone inside? Well, I don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> so I like prepare myself mentally of like, oh God, what is going to, like, what am I going to see when I open this door? Right? So I'm like, not like still not quite sure like what the heck is going on. So I open the door and then nothing. Like everything's there, everything's fine. My my lights are already open because that's uh, home kit magic for you. Uh, my lights are automatically when I get home after sunset. 
uh, <laughs> uh, but everything's right. in its place. Uh, I don't see any difference. I'm like, all right, okay. I'm like, okay, maybe maybe I forgot to, or I I guess I like didn't forget to close the door, but I didn't like close it properly because I have this this like fancy um, fob key entry, so I don't ha- actually have to lock my doors. Uh, they lock themselves. Mm. Um, I need a break. So yeah. <laughs> but honestly, like what happens with this is I'm scared shitless that I'm gonna lock myself out. Because <laughs> basically if I just like walk out and the door closes, well and I don't have my keys, well I'm I'm locked out. Um so anyways, so I'm like, okay, nothing like very different. So I take off my shoes and stuff. Uh and then I, that's where I notice on uh my counter I have a business card and it's from like this company. I forget what the name of the company is. It's basically like just like letters. Um, it's like a abbreviation or something. Um, and it's like, oh, in case of fires, flooding and stuff like that. So it's like sinister relief kind of thing. <laughs> um, like, well, this is weird. But like, I obviously like don't see anything in my apartment. Uh, so I'm like, Okay, that's probably why the door's open. So I'm like, all right, like I so I go in the corridor and then go see the people that are there. <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> like, what's up? <laughs> um, and so they start telling me there was a fire in one of the units that was basically like in diagonal from me, uh, and they basically left the stove on or something. <laughs> uh, no one was harmed, so it's all good. I haven't I haven't seen the person who <laughs> lives in this unit, um, but apparently they're fine. Um, and uh, basically, what happened is the their sprinklers went off, and that leaked all the way in into my apartment. And it basically like it Holy crap. wasn't like visible for for me because it, it basically like just leaked kind of slowly over over the, the course of a day. Um, mm-hmm. and then like, I didn't have any water damage for, for any of my furniture, um, which is great. Uh, but basically like when I came back in, like if you pressed on the floor, you could see water <laughs> come out of the floor, have like wood floor. Jesus. Um, so yeah, it's like, and that's going to like, it's going to swollen. Yeah, exactly. Wood. So like, great. Now I have to deal with this. So I had like giant, like big dryers. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen those. Um, so to just like basically dry the floor. Um, but, uh, like there's kind of a layer of like protection thing, like below Mm. the like wood floor. Um, which would like basically just stays wet. Like there's no way to dry it. You basically have to like, pull out the entire floor and put in new floor. Um, so this is what they have to do. And that <laughs> explains why I'm sitting here at my parents' place while this is all happening. So today I spent the entire day kind of um, directing um, like the, the people around my apartment and moving furniture around. So basically like they have to remove the entire floor for the, entire apartment so i started by like taking everything that's in the living room and kitchen area putting all of it in my bedroom then they took out the entire floor then i had to take everything from my my bedroom and then bring all that back (laughs) in the living room so they could like remove the floor again but basically everything's a mess i had to like 
um, disassemble like my beds and like like mess around with with everything. Um, so yeah, my place is a big mess. Yeah. Like right now, it's like they're letting kind of the floor dry out. Um, but they like they removed like all the stuff that that like had leaked on. They're letting stuff dry out, and then they're gonna put like hardwood floor again uh, in the next few it's days. It's like a haunted apartment, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah you have know. a ghost there just like ruin your life like, no no internet for at least a month true yeah i forgot about that <laughs> uh but yeah it was like i was finally just like moved in everything was fine like everything was great and now it feels like i'm moving again um so <laughs> damn dude i'm yeah. so sorry that's a bummer yep uh but honestly like i don't <laughs> don't want to like be complaining about it because there's tons mm-hmm. of people in way worse situation than i am right now like yeah honestly in the grand scheme of things this is fine like things could have been way worse um yeah. it's just like an, a slight inconvenience for me um and dude new but, floor yay for free i guess i get new floor but i was in a brand new building so the floor was already new <laughs> <laughs> but now it's newer yeah i guess, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so yeah that's what that's what's been happening and that's also why i haven't been making any progress on any sort of side project of mine or like have been catching up with like internet stuff in a while which i guess is not a big deal because i feel like there hasn't been that much stuff it's pretty happening, slow but it's fine it's yeah fine. didn't miss out on much yeah <laughs> i think yeah that's what oh, that's what's happening all right, dude. damn 